What is going on, everybody? This is Tom from Everything But The Camera, and you are listening to Everything But The Camera. I'm here today with Austin Newman, a fellow filmmaker and a person who focuses more on post-production, at least from what I know. I'm going to get to know a little bit more about Austin, and so are you right after this. This episode is brought to you by GVBgear.com. They are an online retailer selling gimbals, lights, tripods, mics, and a whole bunch of other photo and video accessories. So if you're interested and you're looking for any gear, use my coupon code EBTC10 to get 10% off and free shipping within the United States. For those of you outside of the United States, go ahead and email promos at gvbgear.com and those guys will get you set up with the quote right away and you can still use my code EBTC10 to get 10% off. Everybody, this is Austin Newman, a.k.a. Austin Makes Films on Instagram. How's it going, man? Hey, thanks for having me, Tom. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, I, we actually we met in person like a couple NABs ago, right? Like, Yeah, um... 2016 NAB yeah, New York. Yeah, NAB New York. I thought it was NAB in Vegas. Yeah, that was that was so random too. You're just like, hey, are you Tom? I'm like, yeah. What's up, man? <laughs> well, yeah, I definitely recognized you from the page, and I was like, I, I swear to God, I think that's Tom. So just <laughs> walked up to you, and you seem so shocked too. You're Dude, like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I run. Yeah, because I've I've never like that was literally the first time that anyone has ever like recognized me in public, and I was like, I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> Uh yeah, that was uh that was a good year too. They had a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, that, that, I feel, um, that I feel like there. that was like that NAB was. And for those of you who do not know, NAB is National Association of Broadcasters. It's a trade show where they show off filmmaking equipment and, and so on. And I was there, and Austin just so happened to be there. I didn't even know him at the time, uh, but he introduced himself, and we we got to talking, and we've actually hung out in New York since. Uh, like recently, right? Whoa. At this at this last one, yeah, NAB. Yeah, it was, no, f- no, that was Photo yeah, Plus. Yeah, Photo Plus. It wasn't NAB. Yeah, it was Photo Plus. Photo Plus is another trade show with like that one's more focused on like photography. Uh, but yeah, we had yeah. we had met there, and that was the first time anyone has ever like called me out <laughs> in a, in a sense. So I was that's cool. I was a little shocked. Like I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Let's get let's get right into it. Um, I know that you do post production and you fo- you focus a little bit more on that. Actually, I feel like more than I do, and because I, I I mainly like I don't do and this is gonna sound bad, but I don't do you know LUTs. I don't do color grading and all of that stuff because a lot of the things that I do are more for like straight to YouTube, straight to Instagram, like and stuff like that. And I I mm-hmm. feel like I have a lot to learn from you because I've seen what you've been putting out with, um, and I forget the name of it, but the, you, I know that you're, you're selling the, you know, packs like uh, video editing packs mm-hmm. and things like that. I feel like I have a lot to learn from you. So this will be kind of a free form conversation where I'm learning, the audience is learning and so on. <laughs> um, what's uh, sure. Well, I'm, I'm learning too, for sure. Yeah. So what's like, what, what do you, what do you consider yourself more a production guy or post-production? Um, I, uh, you know, I mean, I, I really can't just say one because I, I, I'm so in love with the entire process of filmmaking. And I, and I realize now how cliche that sounds, Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> no, just you know what I mean? Yeah. I, t- I think like the boom in the last few years has just been so cool. Like the, the cameras have been getting smaller, mm-hmm. the laptops have been getting more powerful yep. 
and like you know a filmmaker can just go out and just create now like with just a backpack the things that are in your backpack yeah and i think that concept is so cool um so i would have to say like in general i just i love where, where the industry's at and i love where we're at technologically mm-hmm. um i love everything about filmmaking really yeah um i've focused on post-production over the last couple of years just kind of you know picking up some new things there's always really cool new techniques and uh things that i want to try out so um i kind of got caught up in that and then a few people started asking me hey how'd you do that in that last video you posted yeah. so started sharing some tutorials and right now they've been focused very heavy on on post-production so yeah i'm i'm having a really good time in post-production I, right now. Yeah, I see your, your YouTube is, is blowing up. You have like 20,000 subscribers now. Like last time I even was <laughs> like paying attention and I'm not saying that in a bad way, but like last time I, I looked, cause I don't really, I don't look at my friends subscriber counts and their follower counts. I just, I just watch their videos. You know what I mean? Like I don't pay attention to that. And like right. last time I looked was like 9,000, 10,000 or something. Now it's like 20,000, right? Yeah, um I've I've been really fortunate. I've I've uh we've had an awesome community just kind of grow mm-hmm. on YouTube in the last uh 6 months and um it's just kind of taken off. I had a few videos and they just started kind of booming and getting picked up and suggested and that's kind of what you want in the YouTube algorithm just kind of getting suggested based yeah, on the awesome. videos. Um and one after another just started taking place. Um, unfortunately I've been kind of on a, a hiatus over the last couple of months because I've been working on some agency work, but I'm coming back no. harder. Okay. This that's, month. that's very cool. So I'll yeah, be back what, at it. Like, <laughs> and this is, this is on my end of things. I'm, I've been putting out a few YouTube videos, not enough, not nearly enough. Uh, I've, I've been focusing like on mm-hmm. my Instagram just because I have a lot of followers there, but what is, what is something that you feel that you're doing right? on YouTube on the, like whenever you're uploading. Cause I know there's so much stuff. It gets very convoluted and p- there's so many videos out there. Like what, from someone who has actually been, you know, kind of blowing up on their, on their YouTube, what's, what's something on the back end that you could kind of suggest for myself and anybody listening? Well, um, I'd say that the, the best thing that you can do is just mm-hmm. stand out, which is another thing. I feel like a lot of people here is just, you know, you gotta be different on YouTube. Um, and I mean, there's just one, it goes back to the, the thing. You got to think everyone has a backpack yeah. with their filmmaking gear. Everyone can really do everything you can do. It's just about adding your unique voice yeah. to it. And in my situation, just kind of doing tutorials right now, it's so important that uh, when I watched tutorials, I knew what I didn't like about them. So I started creating the tutorials that I yeah. wanted to see. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm a very fast paced person. <laughs> I like things to happen and I like the, to get to the point yeah. quickly. You know what I mean? So when I do my tutorials, I would just get right to the point. I'd say, here's exactly what you need to know. Here's the steps you need to take. Here's why I did that step really quickly. And here's the end result. Like that's the straight path. I've always liked that. And, um, and I'm just assuming this is one of the big things that a lot of people are, are coming to my channel for because a lot of people are usually commenting uh, wow, that was so cool because you got straight yeah. to the point and blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know, because I'm like, hey, well, that's that's exactly what I was going for. So that works <laughs> None out. of that. So I would just say being different is so yeah. important on there, just kind of adding your own Of course. And like, I feel like having, you know, a personality in this in this creative space that, you know, we're both in, having a personality really helps. And, 
I was like, I was talking with my wife uh, yesterday, actually. And so she was, she was saying like, you know, I would like to vlog. I would like to do this and that, but I'm very shy. And I, I told her, I was like that then, then like absolutely encapsule that and play on it, you know, like let people, let people know oh, sure. you're a shy vlogger, you know, like come out of that mold and have, you know, and, and speaking as a, a like writers thing, have a, you know, a, a story arc, like, have a character arc where, you know, you slowly, because it'll happen. The more you put yourself in front of the camera, the more you get used to it. And then the more comfortable you are. And then you can actually just, you know, your personality can shine and you can continue to, to grow. And, and everybody that I've talked to that, that has like, you know, some, any, any type of YouTube following, not just a small or big, but they always say like, yeah, you definitely have to be different. And that's, I think that's key. And what you were saying a second ago to me, at least, cause the way I always treat everything that I do is I, I pay attention to uh, what other people are doing and if they're not doing something and I kind of want to, you know, emulate it, I'll do something different for the, for instance, like no, no, no nonsense going straight to the point. It's something that not a lot of people do because you see, you know, YouTube tutorials where it's like, hello, this is so-and-so <laughs> with so-and-so and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And what I'm going to show you today, and then like three minutes in, it's like starting the tutorial. And that's so annoying. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, it can't, is. I actually skip like to it, but then I got to watch an ad because like, I mean, everybody's got to make money, but then I, have to watch, then I have to watch an ad and I'm like, what? Like, there's two ads in this five minute video. What's going on? <laughs> And I mean, I, I totally get it. I, I understand some people learn differently than others, um, you know, but uh, yeah, that for me personally, and it sounds like you too, it's just kind of getting straight to the point is really important for me. So um, yeah, that's, that's, that's why I set out to do that. Um, now you said your, your wife is, is she's vlogging now or is she, is she released? No, she one? hasn't. So uh, this is, no. this is something that I've been telling her cause she said she wants to do it. Uh, and I, like I said, I was, she's like, uh, I have an a 6,000 that I have, you know, sitting around that I don't really use anymore. I shoot with my main camera, which is an a seven R two. And so I told her, take the mm -hmm. a 6,000. Yeah. Sony Sony gang. Gang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I told her, take the a 6,000, uh, get the 18 to one Oh five, which is an awesome little lens for that. And absolutely, you know, just, just do it, you know? And she's like, Oh, you know, I, I, cause she bought the iPhone 10. She's like, I want to use this. I got the 256 gig and I, I, I think I want to do this and that. So I told her because she has, she doesn't come from, you know, a creative background um, like myself. You know, I've been shooting for a long time and editing and things like that. So she doesn't come from that. So she's a little intimidated by it all. And she was like, I want to do it, try it on my phone. And I said, you can absolutely do it on your phone. So she was like, I don't know where to start. I don't know this. I don't know that. So literally we were laying in bed and I told her tomorrow morning, whenever you wake up, I want you to show me without words, your morning routine. And, you know, just, just show me exactly what you do. And she's like, yeah, but what do I show? And I, I told her like, literally, and she, if she's listening, she's probably going to be like, why are you telling people this? But I told her, I was like, <laughs> wake up, record yourself, you know, record your face, getting out of bed, then cut to, you know, you at the sink, turning the sink on. Let the, let the water run for a second and then show yourself grabbing the toothbrush and then so, show yourself in the mirror brushing your teeth and then, you know, show yourself walking outside and show yourself getting in the car. And she was, she was like, that's too much. And I'm like, no, the, literally the edit would be 10 seconds max. Like, right. Do it for yourself and don't even show me. Don't show anybody. Just, you know, just do it. And that, that way you can, you can start and get a feel for it. And so she, she didn't do the, the morning routine thing. She did, you know, something at work 
and then she she edited some stuff uh like her walking to her car or something she didn't show me and i'm glad she didn't because i want her to find her own pace and her own way of doing it and i right i said i don't want i'm not going to critique you i'm not going to and if if you want to vlog you need to come up with your own style which is like what you said being unique putting your own personality to it and doing that but i think that as an exercise of like for to to push your creativity to 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 bring it up to the surface uh, not forcefully but just bringing it up to the surface like take take some random thing in your day and show people without words what you're doing and i think that kind of pushes you in the right direction or at least cuz I, I mean whenever i vlog i've vlogged a little bit that's that's kind of what i do i want to tell a story without words but then of course add, adding words is part of the personality of it all but from somebody for some for somebody right. that's never done anything like video or photo wise i think that would be perfect for for them if if anybody's listening that wants to start vlogging like absolutely do that there's no reason not to start try and and toy around with what what format you want to do right yeah that's an awesome exercise yeah. actually um i tried vlogging a little bit uh in new york city when we were actually at photo yeah. plus i was vlogging that mm -hmm. day and um i got off of the train and i i walked all through uh manhattan or midtown with the camera and just talking mm -hmm. to it and i think that was like that was the biggest thing for me and i knew i wasn't really going to do anything with it i just wanted to just see what it was kind of like to vlog and doing some different editing things and um you know, I think the biggest thing for me was just talking in front of other people at yeah. a camera with it just being me. Which it is, is so strange. It is definitely weird. Such a strange yeah, concept. Yeah. I, getting over that, though, but as soon as I did it, like I did it once and then I'd turn off the camera and then I'd go a couple of blocks and I'd have something else to say and I'd turn on the camera again and it was completely fine. Like I had like it, it got easier and easier because I'm like, you know, I'm never going to see these people yeah. again. Of course. Of course. <laughs> like, it's It's okay. <laughs> That, you know, they can judge. They yeah. can judge. Um, actually, funny enough, I I got yelled at by, uh, I don't know if it was a, a courtesy officer, somebody. I, I can't remember. I got into a cab that was in a line with other cabs. And, um, like, he, the first uh, cab driver was like, well, what are you, are you talking to me? I said, no, I'm talking to the camera. And then the, the cop, like, is like, hey, you need to get out of here and go in the other. Uh, I don't know. It was a whole thing, but I'm like, okay, you know what? Blogging, I don't know if I can like yeah. do everything all at no. once. But um No, you fun. can't like here this is what I my wife's thing was like, oh, you know, I don't wanna look weird recording myself in front of people too. Like stop caring. Like the sec the second you yeah. really, really stop caring is whenever you can free yourself to do to do so much more. Uh and and yeah. whenever I was vlogging, one of the things that I did was I was using a little Yi action camera, so it was tiny, so it didn't look like a huge setup, which whenever I start vlogging again, which is going to be pretty soon, I'm going to have, you know, my A7R2 or maybe my A6000 if my, if my wife's not Ooh. using it. Um, I'm going to use that. Like, I'm going to use a bigger setup, and, like, I, I personally stopped caring maybe, and this is, I've been in this for a while, I stopped caring maybe a couple months ago, because before I was like, oh, you know, like, what about this or what about that? And I was so worried, but then eventually I just was kind of got to this place where I'm like, I, I don't care and I shouldn't care. And I, I want to put things out. And I feel like that's a lot of what a lot of people have problems with is they're worried about their, the content that they're going to put out. They're like, you know, they're so worried about what people might think or this and that. I mean, ultimately 
as a filmmaker, as a photographer, as any type of creative, we don't do it just to show ourselves. We do this to show other people. There's a, mm -hmm. like, if you, if you want to create art for yourself, then do that. Absolutely. More power to you. But most people that create films and f photographs and create content, they're doing it to show other people. So do it, like, just put it out, like, stop caring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, there was a time where I was like, oh, man, I need to get back on YouTube because this is actually my third attempt mm -hmm. at YouTube. So um, I've done some stuff before on there. I did some like infographic, like After Effects yeah. videos before on a whole other channel. But, um, you know, I, I gave it up for a little bit. I said, man, I, I just I want to get back on and I want to do some different things. And then, you know, I'm like, I'll, I'll start maybe like next week. And then next week came and I wouldn't do it. And but I would sit here and I'd have all these ideas and these things yeah. I wanted to create. And, you know, tomorrow's so much closer <laughs> than you think yes. it is, you know, and, with, you know, if, as a filmmaker, you got to You got to share your stories and your own voice. And it's so important. And if you're not doing that, then you're you're just watching other people's stuff and being unhappy. Yeah. It's just it's not fair to yourself. So, I mean, like even even just listening to us talk about it just go pick up a camera and and you do know it. film yeah, something do it. you know you don't you don't have to share it with anybody but just film something edit it for yourself and you know maybe you'll have some footage down the road to to put together into a, a big thing and you know release it but that's because i i'm always recycling yeah i i recycle stuff here and there from from time to time um i was gonna say did you see that 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 Casey Neistat put out about uh, filmmaking or something like that. It was recent. It was about why he quit. Why he quit mm. filmmaking or something. I forgot what it was called. Hold on, let me look this up really quickly. Hmm. Um, I saw there was something um, about filmmaking. Yeah, filmmaking is a sport. Is a sport. Yeah, is that, is that the film? Yeah. Filmmaking is yeah. a sport. That video, man, it reinvigorated that fire that was already inside of me. Like it was a. It was a, it was a, it, it wasn't a dwindling flame, but it was a flame definitely. But the flame got bigger after I watched that because if you haven't seen it, go check out Casey Neistat's video about filmmaking as a sport because the dude like touches base on, on just like, like kind of what we're talking about is like, put it out, like shut up and do it and stop, stop like yeah. making excuses. He doesn't really say that, but in, in essence, he's basically saying that filmmaking is a sport and you need to train and you need to work at it and him coming from a background of having an HBO show and going about things, the traditional way of filmmaking with a crew and all those things. He, he put all of that aside and focused like on his YouTube because he considers that, you know, little movies, little films that he puts out, you know, every mm -hmm. day or whatever, whatever often he does it. But whenever you see it from that perspective, I was like, Whoa, like it's so crazy. Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, you got to yeah. train at it. You know, I mean, like I, I have so much training to do because, I mean, I, I see other stuff and I'm like, oh, I'd like to yeah. attempt that. But there's no such thing as just going out and making it look just as good mm -hmm. and effortless as these people. Like Casey Neistat, he did that, the vlog, and it was just like ridiculous because it, it looks so simple. Yeah. And it's such a simple idea. But, I mean, have you tried walking in and out of your hotel room, setting a camera down, walking back yeah. into it? It's just it's, – it's ridiculous, man. There's so much time into it. And, you know, that's awesome. That's his thing. Um, but, you know, if you, if you want to do something, you have to train yeah. at it. You, you can't just go in and, and lift, you know, 300 pounds, you know, deadlift yeah. or anything like that. You can't do crazy stuff like that. you got to train for it. So 
going out and just capturing those small clips and putting something mm-hmm. together uh, is so is so important. But yeah, you're you're right, man. And that video it, it speaks to the it's, it's a testament to how filmmaking uh, or where it's come from and what it is now and how uh, it, it's a yeah. spectrum. It's not just Hollywood yep. anymore. Now it's 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 available to everyone, which is yeah. awesome. It, it's it's crazy and like things you know platforms like Netflix, Hulu, and now Amazon and all these things like they're they're starting to to buy up stuff. I would not doubt that there will be a day soon where somebody is an exclusive vlogger just on Amazon or just on Hulu. I I'm I guarantee that's going to happen within the next year or two. I guarantee. They're going to put that's yeah, they're going to cool. put out some platform like just videos where people can upload. I mean Facebook is already doing it. They have they have a Facebook for creators. I I'm, I'm going to join and they're supposedly going to be able they're they're going to i think going to be doing funding for people like that have significant followings and they're going to be giving them tv shows and so on sort of like what youtube red is um if you're not familiar Mm -hmm. that's a paid side of youtube where all the biggest youtube stars and you know actors and things like that go on there and they create long form you know television shows uh but it's on youtube you know so it's technically just still youtube but i think all these platforms are going to start focusing on that and putting money on it. And so like, why not start, you know, now and and put it out. But it's like, I don't know. It's just so crazy to me. Like what you were saying about like Casey um, doing, like putting, putting down a camera, setting it up, going out of the hotel room, come back in like that, (laughs) that becomes easy once you actually do it. And you, you, you hit the, the hammer on the head, the nail, the head saying like, it, you got to exercise, you got to, you know, you got to work your brain out, you got to work these things. And as a filmmaker, as a, any type of creative, you have to continue to do that always, you can't stop learning. And that's why, like, uh, one of the reasons why I wanted you, you know, to come onto the show is because I love people that educate, like whenever somebody educates people, I, I applaud them because it's coming from their own heart, especially if you're not getting paid. I know it's absolutely coming from your own heart. You're, you're excited to <laughs> teach people. And because I love to do the same thing. I love teaching people. I love whenever people ask me questions, I, like legit questions. And I always say this, but not like, give me a free camera. It's my dream. I get that so much. It's, it's yeah, that yeah, it's, 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 it's annoying. <laughs> and it's, it's funny, like not, not to hate on anybody, but Austin and I, we talk back and forth. And sometimes we share like the weirdest DM of the day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny. Like we get some weird DMs, man. It's, it's, it's yeah, there, there are some strange ones. That's my favorite yeah. one. By yeah, far, that, that drawing. Give me, give me, camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me camera. My dream. It's my dream. Like it's my yeah. dream too. Like I don't get free stuff. Like, well, I don't get free cameras. I wish I did. Cause if I did, I would absolutely, you know, give, give some away. Like I'm not rich by any means. Like, I, the only reason why I afforded the R3 was because I did some work. You know, I, I, my wife made, made me yeah. get the money first, then pay for it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. There's, there's so many really good content creators out there. And these people are, I mean, th- these filmmakers are just like, they're killing yeah. it, man. It's so much different. Um, so like that you have to be, you have to be so different and unique that you can actually contact these companies and say, Hey, you know, just, if you want to, if you want to send me that GH5S, just you know, for a weekend, see what I can do. Yeah. You know, if you're just, if you're just another name and not, not somebody with a, a unique voice, or saying, hey, if, if Panasonic's not saying, hey, we could actually use 
that filmmaker's perspective. Yeah, and it's and, uh, and, and I'm not getting anything right now. Yeah. By the way, I'm not saying this is as if I have experience, but I'm saying it seems like everyone who is getting any kind of gear like that is they have that super unique yeah. voice and the following. You have to have yeah, both yeah. Of them. I mean, I've I've seen because like uh, there's this photographer who I follow, and he ended up somebody had broke into his car and stole all of his gear. Like he literally stepped into a corner store and came back and his window was broken and all that. So he reached out to Canon oh. and the guy does. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, he, he reached out to Canon and his, his work is very amazing. He travels, you know, around, you know, like I think it's like seven or eight different countries a lot. And he's always, you know, photographing and he sells prints. He's been doing this for a while. His following isn't huge. But Canon loaned him a 5D Mark IV and I think a 1DX because uh, that's what that's what got wow. stolen. Yeah, and it's like it it's not necessarily about the the followers. Sometimes it's about your your you know your unique vision and what you're putting out and things like that. So, and that's the main thing is like people always ask me like how do you get free stuff from companies and that like that's it. Be unique. Like that's it. And of course, make a great email pitch, <laughs> but, but be unique. Mm -hmm. show, off, show off your work in a different style or, or form or way that other people aren't. Right. Yeah. You have to, I mean, and it can be through anything you were saying, you know, LUTs and everything. You can be using LUTs and uh, different, like there's some people you'll look at their photo or their video mm -hmm. on, on Instagram or YouTube. You don't even have to look at the username. You know exactly where, who it is and where it came from because it's either color style or uh, the composition of the image yeah. or something is so different and so unique. You, you know them. And that's what you should strive for as a filmmaker. That's very important to have. Yeah. Um, that's so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's killer. I've been in the industry for about uh, over 10 years now. So this is my, this is year 11 mm -hmm. for me that I've been a filmmaker. Um, and it was so different back then. Um, like we were working with Canon XL twos. I, I loved the Canon XL two. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, it was it a was. beast. It, it was, was a beast, and you couldn't just. I mean, could you imagine doing what what the filmmakers do these days? You know, you take your backpack around. You've got everything mm -hmm. you need in your backpack. Like, can you imagine stuffing that thing into like a backpack and just like shooting? Yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> something like that would just that be thing insane. Is huge. I actually posted something today uh, <laughs> talking about like, does anybody remember like recording on on you know DV cameras? Like, what was what was one of your oh, what was one man. of your first cameras or what was your first first camera? Yeah, my first camera. Mine was it the was XL2. The XL2? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, other than I mean, you know, growing up, you know, I, I worked with my parents' VHS cameras, of course, but like, you know, my first professional camera, yeah. XL2. And the, those things were amazing. Oh, one, yeah. One second. Hello? Sorry, the, somebody called me. I don't know why it even went through. I went on. Oh. Um, hold on. Okay. Cool. I'll just put a note at twenty eight forty six. Okay, cool. Um, so my my first camera was my first. Uh, let's call it legit camera because I had a uh, uh, I had a Sony DV camera that my mom had gotten me because I wanted to do skate videos. Yeah, Sony, Sony gang. I started I started Sony and <laughs> I went Canon for a very long time. But, but yeah. my next, like my real camera that I, I saved up and I worked and, you know, I did some mode lawns and everything was a GL2. 
which is Do you, I yeah, remember you telling me that. Yes, you liked it? I loved it. You liked I it? loved okay. it, man. I yeah, I that. loved it. And the why the reason why I did that, if anybody listening like was ever into <laughs> skateboarding, uh, the GL2 was huge in the skateboarding scene, and I wanted one so bad because of the you can control, you know, it's three CCD chips, so it was better, you know, video, this and that. But another reason was because I found out that one of my favorite movies, which is 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later, like that whole series, it's just awesome zombie movie, which isn't even a zombie movie. It's like an infection, whatever you want to call it. Anyways, I found out that they shot XL2s and GL2s, the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> and, and that, like, whenever I saw it, I was like, what? Like, this wasn't a big Hollywood camera. This is something that I can, like, as a, you know, like, semi-professional, I can afford that. Like, that's insane. And it, I looked into it, and it was pretty much all about the lighting. And that's whenever I figured, like, what cinematography was and the importance of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it does. It changes so much. I saw a lot of, um, I remember looking at YouTube in the early days. Uh, and like clicking on like cool things that said, oh, how to light properly for XL2. Yeah. And then you get rickrolled a few yeah. times, and after you got <laughs> past those, then you would actually get to the the good videos. And and yeah, they were they were just painting these beautiful images with yeah. light, and they were using XL2s and and all that. And I remember the HD camera came out, the H1, I think I it think, was. Yeah. It was like eight thousand or nine thousand dollars, I believe. Um, and it was like, it was so crazy because we're like, man, that looks so yeah, crisp. The th and now HD is like, well, you know, it's good. But a lot of people are, I mean, it's more like you look at 8K and you're like, wow, that's, that's yeah. insane. You know, but back then HD was like the mind blowing. It was, image. it was. Because like, I remember shooting, you know, 480 and I'm, and then here's the thing is like, I'm not even like that old, you know, we, you and I, we're not even that old, but like. This the mm -mm. the jump in technology from XL twos GL twos to like where we're at today with like Sony FS even the FS five which is like a monster for for the price oh, point man. like that's insane like whenever they came out with that I was like okay Sony is changing the game and I was still Canon at the time uh, and then like the A seven R two the A seven S two were were out and I ended up switching man I, I switched back to Sony I guess it was my first. Was it 4K or what was it that got you really to decide the, on that? The, well, the main thing was I ended up getting 40% off through something. Uh, I won't talk about it. Yeah, Don't yeah, do that, it. that too. But, <laughs> but it was, I was at this point where I was like, I'm, you know, I'm putting out more content. I'm getting more, you know, more client work and I'm doing this. I need to step my game up. And Canon, unfortunately, because I actually ended up buying a Canon M6 because I wanted something small. Uh, and it mm -hmm. just wasn't good. The autofocusing wasn't great. Like, I just had a problem with it. And then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try the A6000. And then I was like, no, you know what? If I'm going to go all in, I'm going to go, I'm going to future-proof myself. I'm going to get an A7R2 because I do a lot more photography work than I do uh, video work. So I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to get the A7R2. I did a whole bunch of research. Like, I could honestly do a whole episode on my decision of – the A7R2 versus the A7S2 because it was a lot of there's so much information, so much to learn about the differences between the two that I ended up getting the R2 um, because I spoke to several people who who've had both and they said the R2 to them was was better. Uh, granted, you're losing you know the um, 120 frames per second on slow mo, but now the R3 you know 
put that to rest. You know, like it, it can do it now. It can do everything that A7S2 can. Minus, yeah, no kidding, yeah, really. A7R3 has the 120 frames slow mo. Um, the only the only main differences is is the pixel size. Uh, and then the low light capabilities, but I heard the R3 is pretty damn good at low light. But the the S2 is insane with low light. Like people can shoot without lights and brighten it up in post, and it's just uh, it's crazy. It's amazing. I actually just went to the A7S2. You know, I traded in my uh, Canon C100, yeah. and now I'm all Sony. Nice. The there we go. That's uh, yeah. That was my next question. A7S2 is what yeah. I wanted. Yeah. Uh, A7S2 is what I went with, and just doing those low light tests for the first couple of mm-hmm. times was just like absolutely yeah, insane. You can, I you went can into see in the dark. <laughs> yeah, you know that's it's no legitimately you really yeah. can. You can just walk into like a, a dark room with like a very very tiny bit mm-hmm. of light, um, and just and and brighten it up, and it looks just like normal, yeah. you know. Um, it's it's insane, and you know the the uh, noise is very low. I mean, you can take it up pretty high yeah. at the ISO without without any noise. Yeah, at about at about like an ISO of what was it like sixteen thousand or like I can't remember exactly what it's it's been a little bit since I've shot low light with the R two, but it it's still pretty high, significantly higher than because like the, I had the five D Mark three for a little while, and on video you would get noise at like a thousand ISO, and on R two you're not getting it till like a decent amount above that but with s2 with the right. s2 you can you're at what like ten thousand iso still looking fine like without any any noise um i haven't really marked down yeah. the numbers i just remember going pretty high i i'm wanting to say i went up to thirty two thousand without a wow issue. like it was just crazy yeah. um i don't know I, I may be wrong but i know the native is thirty two hundred yeah. iso for the native. yeah which you know even um, even a year or two ago like that without grain like that wasn't possible you know any without noise no, no. and no and way that's, that's you know part of the main thing why i switched to sony because was because they were they were advancing and keeping kind of the same price points when canon was like nope you got to move to our cinema line to to get that and and then you can't take photographs with it like what come on yeah yeah it's um it's absolutely crazy the the changes that they've made with all the cameras in the last few years. I did not see Panasonic coming out of the left field yeah. with all of their stuff, man. Their GH five yeah. is just like mind it's blowing. It's killer. Like, but the only reason, uh, like, I don't just want to say the only reason. There's other reasons, but the main reason for me not switching uh, or not having the GH five is just because I don't like the tiny sensor. I don't like Micro Four Thirds. It, I feel I feel like right. I'm so limited on lenses, and if I actually, you know use like canon glass or sony glass and there's a crop factor there's all those different things where i'm like uh because i had the pocket cinema camera for a little bit and i i sold it man just because oh that was that yeah was it was awesome. amazing don't get me wrong but i had you know all canon glass at the time and i tried like i tried using it and i was like man like my my 50 millimeter prime was now like what, what is it like an 85 or something like that and i was like it's so to me it was kind of like nah i'm not gonna do that you know i want to and you know first time i ever had a full frame camera which was the the mark three the 5d mark three i was like whoa this is amazing and and then and then i I went to the s the a7r2 and I, i was even more blown away by the evf like the evf was like i'd never really used you know anything with an evf before 
And I was like, what? I can see. It's like a screen inside of my, the regular eye. <laughs> and I was like, I was blown away. I was doing my first photo shoot with it like two days after I got it. And I was like, whoa. I even had, so I had my, my 7D. I keep a 7D uh, at all times just because I, I like the, the photos it, it takes. I don't know, for whatever reason. But I kept the 7D with me and I was switching back and forth between the 7D with a, a 70 to 300 and my, my A7R2 with a, um, with a, uh, uh, 200 millimeter lens on it and like i was like wow this is just so much better the autofocusing is just insanely fast doesn't make sense how they do that but it's i don't know it's just crazy i could talk all day about it <laughs> i i was taught because i come from a, a traditional film yeah. background so like how i got started was doing like the short films and then i made a couple of feature films and they always told us you know don't use autofocus mm -hmm. You know, it's like the main thing. Don't use auto settings whatsoever. Always set up your yeah. shot. Get your prime lenses and all that. I mean, but now uh, autofocus has just gone to a level where I, I couldn't tell you the last time I really used <laughs> manual focus. Manual yeah. focus other than on my Cine uh, lenses, my yeah. Rokinons. I have like the, the manual focus. But I mean, other than that, like I'll go out and just kind of do like a travel film or I'll shoot with, uh, with a model or something. And it's just, I never never use manual mm -hmm. focus because it's just so yeah. good and I, I shoot on a anytime i'm doing like product videos or anything like that i'm i'm shooting on a gimbal and with the r2 with video like it still has auto focusing and it's it just works like i don't get it i, I really want to like go to, to like poor sony <laughs> and get them to explain it to me it's like like cryptocurrency or something like what is a bitcoin what really is a bit like i want to ask them what is the focus <laughs> like how do how do you do this is how do you do this magic <laughs> I, you know, I think that it's, it's funny too. Um, I know that like the GH5 is mm -hmm. so good, but like the people that I see who are vlogging or doing YouTube videos with the GH5, there's always like a good 30 seconds of their video, their five minute video that's mm -hmm. out of focus. And there's always like that little caption at the bottom that they'll put that says, sorry for the out of focus GH5 autofocus is terrible. And I've heard this mm -hmm. several times. Have you seen uh, that? I, I've, I heard it wasn't that great, but I haven't actually like looked into it. Um, I, but yeah. just because I'm not into micro four thirds cameras, like that's just me. Right. I mean, I, I mean, it's so alluring mm -hmm. though. Uh, just like kind of the specs and everything, but I'm with you too. I totally agree. I'm not really sure that I want to go micro mm -hmm. four thirds now that I just went to a full frame on the a seven yeah. S two. Like I couldn't really imagine going anywhere else. It's just, it looks so, so clean. Um, but yeah, and the lenses too, switching out cameras, going into another whole lens system without any speed boosters or anything, that's, that's yeah. always a pain. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> so we, I talked a little bit about um, one of my favorite movies, which actually isn't my absolute favorite movie. So myself as a filmmaker, and I, I'm guilty of this, I don't go to the movies enough. Do you, do you go to the movies a lot? You I do? do. I just got movies. What is that? Pass. Um, okay. Yeah, free plug. So, prepare to have your pre prepare to have yeah. your mind blown. Movie Pass is like Netflix. And by the way, I'm not yeah. sponsored by that. So this is I, I absolutely, but I love it. So it's um it's like a little card. Okay, so you get it. You're you're a member of it. It's ten dollars mm -hmm. a month. It's kind of like Netflix, but mm -hmm. for theaters. And you can go to all of their partner theaters, which it looks like for the most part seems to be like mm -hmm. AMC. And you can go to one movie a day. One movie a day is. Every Are you day. kidding yeah. me? 
for ten no, bucks a month. It's ten dollars. Ten dollars a month. It's a. It's complicated. I don't exactly how they how they do it. I've heard that they they're making money on concessions. Like a lot of the theaters are like, yeah, bring them in because you know we're getting more yeah. concessions. But like they give you this little like it looks like a debit card. You go onto their app when you get to the theater. Um, you have to make sure the theater's like accepts it, and the one down my street does, so, which is great. I go to the theater, I pick the movie I want to see in the time, and then they activate the little debit mm-hmm. card, and you go up there and pay for a ticket like normal with the debit card, and it and it'll wow, it. like it's it's pretty cool. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I would, so I'm just like going on the Oscar Blitz right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine you know just because of the creations like netflix and all these different things like people are going to the movies less so this is something to combat that and it's good as a like as a filmmaker i i feel guilty not going to the cinema you know is it what it used to be called um i feel guilty not going and i would i need to go more and something wow like something like that i did not even know that existed i i it would yeah i would definitely go like it's totally worth it if you even go what like even twice and uh yeah well Tickets in my area are like ten dollars yeah. each, so or I'm sorry, twelve dollars each. So I mean, if I go to one movie, I've already made yeah. my money. Um, it's it's already That's... worth it. And you can you can go to like new release movies too. So if they release something on Friday, yeah. like today, if they release something today, whenever you're listening to this, this is Friday yeah. we're talking. <laughs> but if you go to a movie tonight, there's a new release. You can go see that, which is nice. pretty cool. But yeah, I've I've been using that a good bit. So yeah, I've been seeing some some That's movies. That's awesome. What's your what's your favorite like all time favorite movie? Oh man, that's so hard. That's such a difficult question. I I appreciate so many different filmmakers and so many different styles. Okay, well, how about I ask, how about I ask um, you this? What makes a movie your favorite one of your favorite movies then? Like what what is that one thing that or a couple different things that that make it, you know, so great to you? I uh, I love movies that blur the lines between reality and fantasy, mm-hmm. um, like a sci-fi even. Interstellar just like blew course, my mind. Yeah. Uh, I love Interstellar. Christopher Nolan's a great uh, yes. filmmaker, so a lot of his his work is is really he good. He shoots on film, um, like little little note. He always shoots on film, yeah, which yeah. is so cool <laughs> and is refreshing to hear these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, um, but yeah, I, I just like things that are that are kind of like blur the lines of reality and fantasy. I, I, I like those things that kind of bend the imagination yes. and, and you know change your view on things. Inception was really good too. So I, I just kind of like things like that. I also like some of the classics too, like Casablanca, um, Singing in the Rain. I, I'm I'm all about that. Yeah, like I I yeah. because of like I went to film school and stuff like that. Like they made us watch those and things like that. And I was like, mm, like these are. There's certain like shots and there's there's you can do entire studies on on old school, you know, films and learn so mm-hmm. much from them from from even back then. And I feel like a lot of directors and filmmakers today, they will put aspects of, of like old films in newer films. And it, it's it's definitely something that, that you wouldn't even notice because they were doing crazy stuff back in the days like. Um, I forgot what, I think it was Casablanca. Like there's a scene where they fall, the camera follows the guy and then the guy goes into a building and then goes upstairs and the, they put it on this jib and they pick the camera up. I heard like the story behind it. They, they tied a string, yeah, they tied no a string to the camera and like pulled it up a pulley system <laughs> and then handed it off to somebody and did that. Like this was before gimbals, cranes and all those other things. Like 
the what they did that's yeah, insane like what they did back in the day was they innovated and that's that's what it takes you know if you don't have something that that makes you, the shot that you're trying to get then create it and the people who have like a business sense turn it into a you know a company and make it a product and sell it and become millionaires you know like it's it's just how it works um i i agree yeah it was so cool the things that they did to get the shots back then i i'm like so obsessed with like early mm -hmm. hollywood um when it comes to like the silent mm -hmm. film era i think that is just so cool man they just they had this technology that said oh well you know what let's get some moving images and uh you know start selling tickets to these things and you know they started with the kinetoscope with edison yeah. and, and that whole thing um and which by the way next time you're in new york go by west orange and check out the old edison there's an edison uh, museum right or something like that the, yeah, in West Orange, they have laboratory. It, they like it's where the Black Mariah was, the the first film okay. studio or movie studio. So cool, but yeah, like even then, they had to expose film. In order to get the film exposed, they had the Black Mariah, which was this uh, studio, um, and it had like a peel away roof, uh -huh. and it was on a turnstile. So they would turn it in whichever way the sun was, whatever time of day it was, it would always have the sun coming directly Crazy. in. Crazy. And that was the only way to expose film back then. But I mean, you know, uh, with that, and, and then, you know, we've got um, D.W. Griffith, who, who was credited, I think, with uh, moving the camera a good bit, and, like actually having the camera uh, move into a yeah. subject, and things like that. Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock lent yeah. us a lot. That's a little bit later on, yeah. but... Um, yeah, th these people who, who innovated, it was so interesting to see kind of what they had to do. And um, that just goes to show you, we have everything we need to make films now. Yeah, exactly. There's still room for innovation, but there's no excuses e not to Exactly. I like how this is, I, li I like how this is like <laughs> coming full circle. Like, it's like absolutely no excuses. If Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock did it with the technology, you can. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially like having gimbals and things like that. Like I... Whenever, whenever I go oh, on a shoot, it's crazy. whenever I go on a shoot, like I don't even pack a tripod anymore. Like I, I've been. Oh no, kidding! You're yeah, at that like point? I, I go out wow. and I just do it all on a on a gimbal. Like I know it's it's bad. Like people are gonna hate me for it, but like I do most of the stuff that I do on a gimbal, and it, I mean, it looks amazing. I'm not trying to just because it's like product stuff. Like it's not it's not something where I'm doing a right. fil whole film just on that. You know, because you can do dolly shots, you can do slider shots, you can do you know, just about everything that you want, you know, panning, tilting, everything like on a, on a gimbal. And like, it's so affordable nowadays. There's, there's, it's like amazing, but like I said, it's a tool and I use it that way, but also like, cause I, I did a lot of handheld stuff. Like I got to the point where I was hand holding shots, like with very little shake, if any, like a lot, like I was doing this a lot. Oh, perfect. Yeah, the steady yeah. I'm a I'm a big guy, so like I have a lot of center of gravity to kind of like keep still, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the gimbals are are absolutely insane. I just picked mine up mm -hmm. actually um, through yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, absolutely love it. The Feotech A2000, yeah, and that's what I'm using too. Um, like I legit use it myself a lot. <laughs> changed yeah. my life. Changed yeah. my life. It's it's so cool. Um, I especially because I actually needed it when I when I got it from you, I actually needed it for a project at mm -hmm. the time. And I was in Pennsylvania and I had to run with these dogs at a dog park. So I had to get some really cool low mm -hmm. angles. And I just I would I could run full speed with this thing in my hand and it's still like super steady, just low to the ground, gave, gave some really cool shots. But I couldn't have done that, you know, without like a full body mount person. Yeah. 
a person had the, the vest and everything 10 years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I can't believe how much things have changed in the last five years alone. It would have been super expensive to like rig up a dolly and put the tracks and everything, like just to get that shot. And now you can do it. Yeah. Now you can do it with a piece of equipment that's like 500 bucks. They, and actually they dropped the price too. So it's like 549. Like it's insane. It's, it's <laughs> put it in your yeah, backpack. And it does. And the just single go. handle does fit in your bed. And that's how I do it. I, t- I, I leave my laptop when I go shoot. So then I just slip it where my laptop goes and it, it just fits like it's like what <laughs> <laughs> full studio in your exactly. backpack yeah i think it's, it's the coolest thing yeah um and back kind of back backtracking a little bit to the like the favorite film thing like you were saying um that yours is like something that blurs the lines of reality and fantasy things like that so my mm-hmm. favorite movie of all time is actually fight club and there's so many reasons why uh, but one of the main things that whenever a movie is written so well because like you and me and and I'm pretty sure other filmmakers uh, suffer from this, but have you ever been like watching a movie and you're like, I wonder how they got this shot. I wonder how they did this. Oh, so it's the curse. Yeah. So here's, here's (laughs) one of my, my qualifiers for what makes a great movie makes a movie great is whenever I don't think about that because every time I've ever watched fight club, I never think about how they get, how did they get this shot? How do they do it? Because I'm so sucked into the story. I'm so sucked into like everything that's going on that I'm, I'm just like, you know, wow. So when, anytime I leave a movie theater and I'm like, wow, like I'm, I didn't, I didn't think about how they did any of it because I was just so sucked into it. I'm like, yeah, that was a good movie. Like that was a good film. And then I can go back and say like, okay, how did they do this? How but the, my first initial sh- like viewing, that's, that's usually what I, I don't go in like, trying to to not pay attention or like it just happens you know right and and people people that have gone or studied film or done anything like we've all suffered from it it's terrible uh i know it whenever i was back in film school like it was it was at its worst where i was like oh how did they do this because i might have to do this soon in my next short film you know like i was focusing on it like that but eventually it's gotten less and less every time i watch a movie but i'm mm-hmm. whenever i'm taken out of myself out of my own mind and like that's and, and christopher nolan does that a lot <laughs> he, christopher christopher nolan yeah. like uh, batman the, the batman series interstellar all those movies that he's done like all amazing amazing films i mean you know you can the the cool thing about that too is um i like um i don't know if you've ever seen the movie ruby sparks no i haven't have you no. ever heard of that it has zoe gazan in it she was in uh the big sick um and that that movie is so cool because it's one of those movies that blurs the lines. But, you know, and the only reason I'm saying this is because Christopher Nolan, I mean, obviously, big budget, lots of money. Um, Ruby Sparks, you still get that blurring the lines of reality mm-hmm. thing. It's about this guy who's a writer and he writes this uh, perfect girl, his dream yeah. woman. And the next morning he wakes up and she's real and she's living in his house. And they're like That's dating. crazy. Now. So it's, yeah. yeah. So and and anything he writes changes her. So I mean, it's it's really cool, and there's a really cool story underneath it. But uh, even that is like just kind of once again blurring the lines of yeah. reality. But it's something that you could you, you could honestly make with once again the things in your yeah. backpack. A very very dialogue heavy, you know, type type stuff. Great writing can can go a long way with stuff like that because there's i mean you don't you don't have to know yeah. you know a lot of post-production you can put together a, you know a great film 
with, you know, very little. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You, there's, I mean, just getting the right shots. Uh, I mean, it, being experimental yeah. in general and just kind of figuring out your own way um, is, is most important. Yeah. So if there was like one, you know, big piece of advice that you like, that you would want to give anybody listening, a filmmaker, photographer, whatever, like what's, what's something that, that you would, you know, tell them if they asked? Um, if, if, if you're out there and you're aspiring to be a filmmaker or photographer, I'd say the biggest thing is just getting out there and creating, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's, there should be no excuses. If you're filming, you know, to put some kind of movie together at the end mm -hmm. of the year, or if you're filming, you know, five minutes a day, yeah. Just go out there, create something, go take a photo, challenge yourself to find composition in nature. Uh, you know, I, I think just creating in general, I'm so passionate about just telling people, just go out there and create. You, you know, don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until you can make your stuff look like Casey Neistat's or Sam yeah. Golder. Go out there and start shooting because they got there by shooting on these, you know, small little, little cameras before. You don't have to have the mm -hmm. newest tech, although it's nice. <laughs> Just going out there and creating, I think I can say. Editing it, have fun with it, be experimental, find your own voice early, and uh, publish what you're proud yeah. of. And I, I think that's that's something that goes along with any niche, anything, is like, if you want to do it, just get out there and do it. And, like, stop right. stop making excuses. <laughs> and that's that's, you know, sort of how I live my life. I mean diet and exercise not so much but but with with filmmaking and like content creation and all these things i absolutely live by that and i i think that's great words of wisdom um there was there was something i was going to say and it just left my mind because you just totally hit a great point and i think um yeah i think that's it's amazing that people should focus on that is is creating rather than being in their own head yeah, there's too many people, you know, we're we're in a new age now where there is no gatekeepers mm -hmm. anymore. There's not as many gatekeepers. You can go out there and create and publish to an audience of millions tomorrow or tonight, the next yeah. hour. But the thing is, you know, we've we've come so far where we've had studio executives and distribution people say, no, we don't want your film. We don't want your content. We don't want this. We don't yeah. want that. You've been told no. We've been told no as filmmakers for so many mm -hmm. decades. And now... You know, who are you to keep yourself from creating something when you're the only gatekeeper? Yeah. You should go out there and just and just do it. Um, I, I made a feature film a few years ago. It took me uh, six years oh, to wow. make to go go from script to mm -hmm. feature film. And you know, I can't tell you how many times we were told no, or we couldn't do this, or we couldn't do that. And you know, we ended up with a, a feature film, it's an hour and forty seven minutes. So we're you know, it, you just got to push through. Yeah. There's no reason to not do it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, I mean, the perfect, 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 perfect. Anybody that's listening, definitely <laughs> rewind this five minutes and then play. <laughs> yeah, rewind it and play it back again because there's, there's absolutely no excuses. Austin, it was great talking to you. Uh, we definitely need to, to stay in more in touch. Uh, I do plan on going out to, sure. to visit you uh, here pretty soon. Um, tell everybody where to find more of your stuff, where to check out your YouTube and, and so on. And like what you got going on. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, first off, thank you so much for of having course. me. Of course. No, it's been, it's been awesome talking to you about film. It's always yeah. a passion. 
Um, you can find my work on Instagram at Austin Makes Films on YouTube. I'm youtube.com forward slash Austin Newman. And I have a bunch of free editing presets. And then I have some premium LUT packs as well as premium editing packs and VHS overlays and things like that on my Selfie store. That's Selfy, S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com forward slash Austin Makes Films. Awesome. Great talking to you. And anybody that's listening, just get out and shoot. Stop making excuses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Go film something yeah, exactly. today. Film, film something right, right now. Thanks, get Tom. off your phone and, and film something right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Talk to you later, man. Bye. All right. Thank, yeah. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to any of my social medias, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, wherever. Reach out, ask your questions. I'd love to do a whole episode where I'm answering questions on this podcast. So if you are a listener, thanks so much. If not, please feel free to subscribe and also let your friends know where to find an awesome podcast where we talk about photo gear, video gear, and all of the latest and greatest with any of this stuff.